You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. And tonight, we are... Hello, queens, and welcome to episode 7 of the Queendom Podcast. I am really, really excited about this week because we have our first queen joining us. Party! Um... I'm joined by Grace Moat this week, and this is essentially like I, I'd say a dream come true is probably a good way to say it. I've been a fan of Grace's for ages, and this chat was just an amazing, amazing time. Uh, so thanks to Grace for setting time the time aside to come and join me. Uh, if you want to find Grace on any social or her YouTube channel that she has, all the links are in the description down below. You'll see it on my social media as well. But Queens, it wouldn't be a podcast without us getting down. So here we go. I'm the queen of the castle. Get down, you dirty rascal. Get down. All right, Queens, I am here with Grace Moat, uh, OG queen, uh, swing, and now in and Juliet. Hey, Grace, how are you? Hello. I'm so excited. This is so cool. I So can't... cool. So Grace is our first official six guest on the podcast, and uh, she's going to hang out with us for a bit today to uh, chat about her experience in the show and also what she's up to right now with things like and Juliet. Self-isolation um, is what I'm up to right now <laughs> so at this current time. <laughs> let's touch on that. So how how is this whole COVID-19 situation, how are you handling it? <laughs> um, well, anything like this, I always try and handle with positivity first. I think I do, quite honestly, I do keep having moments where I'm like, I cannot believe this is actually happening. Do you know what I mean? And this is actually happening for a long time. Like this is going to be a routine by by the time this is done, Um, which is very weird. But I think there's also a lot of good that's happening. Like obviously the earth is having a break and um, rejuvenating uh, because of like less damage is being done and people are kind of like taking a bit of time for themselves and because well you have to take time for yourselves because you can't yeah. go out um <laughs> so I think a lot of people are like finding new hobbies I started learning how to skateboard today <laughs> I was actually really good at it and I'm gonna uh, keep it up my boyfriend was teaching me and it was really fun um and I think yeah and people are connecting online people are doing like dance classes and yoga sessions online and I think hopefully it's I think people will realize that I think something like this preferably not this but something like this was kind of necessary for the world right now you know yeah um so yeah I'm kind of just trying to do cool things like this talk to people connect with people um I've started a YouTube channel which is crazy i can't actually believe it your first um, video is amazing just saying like, oh, it, it's like <laughs> i was like thank you <laughs> i am the kind of person i do say in a video i'm an all or nothing kind of girl so if i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do it like commit yeah. to it and like get the camera get the ring light do you know what I mean? so I was, I was like i don't really want to have my first video like a bit rubbish so yeah i went full out and it paid off there we go <laughs> all right so we're going to do a couple of quick fire get to know you questions. Um, okay. Just 
throwing some things out there. So those that don't know you or uh, especially my Australian listeners that might have missed your kind of reign in the Queendom can kind of get to know you a little better. Um, so, so starting off, favourite colour? Uh, oh, I wear black all the time. So <laughs> probably black, um, but I also love teal. Ooh. Yeah, love teal. Okay. Uh, favourite food? Perry chips. Yes. From Nando's. <laughs> I used to work there for two years and I got an addiction to peri, peri chips and Perinase. It's my favourite. <laughs> favourite Disney movie? Moana. 100% easy peasy. Favourite musical? Hades Town. Yeah. Do you know Hades Town? Of course I know Hades Town. Of course do I, I know. know. Do I know Hades Town? The, the reaction not... was like, are you not a massive fan? I'm no, I'm just not stuck in a six bubble. Like I, I, I do listen oh, yeah. to other musicals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I um, love I love Hades Town. I think the music is beautiful. It's so different too. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot of right now is like a lot of mm. different shows coming out, which is really good. Um Yeah. And last but not least, what's your dream role? My dream role. I have so many. Um would love to play Eliza in Hamilton. Mm, would love to do. I would love to do Alphabet or Glinda, Ooh, if I'm honest. I know because I yes. love them both. Um, I'd love to do uh, Eurydice in Hades Town. And I think those three are like, in terms of commercial musical theatre, they're my top three. But I'd also love to like create my own role. That would be yeah. the dream. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So let's jump on to kind of the reason we're here, uh, being sick. Sick! <laughs> there oh, we go. She's, she's rusty. <laughs> <laughs> you might be needed back in court after this whole COVID-19 thing. Oh, over. gosh, you never know. <laughs> she's back. Okay. So how did you hear about Six? Like what was your initial introduction to the show? So, funny story. I was at Edinburgh Fringe and a friend who I went to college with, uh, to sick form college, so that was when I was 17, 18. Um, he mess- I put up a thing on Facebook saying, um, I'm at the Fringe for one day only. What should I go and see? And he replied, he was uh, studying at Cambridge, yeah. uh, where the writers Toby and Lucy went. And he replied saying, Grace, my two friends have written this musical called Six. It's so up your street. Like, you'd be amazing in it one day. Um, You should definitely go and see it. And I was like, oh, my God, amazing. So I went to the queue for the tickets and I didn't get a ticket. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I then uh, my oh, yeah. And then they did the London showcase and I was mutual friends with a lovely, lovely lady who's now my housemate and bestie called Renee Lamb, who originated the role of Catherine of Aragon. So I heard that she was doing it. And then I, uh, oh yeah, at the time I was in third year of my degree. So this was way after I'd been to the Fringe and I got an audition through for six and I messaged James, my friend from college saying, oh my gosh, how funny, I've got an audition for it. The, (laughs) The show that you told me to go and see. And I also messaged Renee 
Um, and then, yeah, I just auditioned for it through my agent. And then got it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And on the day that I got it, I was going to see my friend in a gig at Pizza Express Live. And that friend was the mutual friend that me and Renee had. God, this is such a long-winded story. I'm so That's, sorry. It's great. It's great. Um. Anyway, and then I walked into Pizza Express ready to watch my friend Mary Jean. And there was Renee. And I said to her, I was like, Renee, I've just been offered six. She was like, oh, my God, I knew it. I knew it. Um. Yeah, it was just all at such a crazy time. It all happened. It felt like it happened very quickly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I just auditioned, I did about four, four or five rounds. What was that um, process like? The process was amazing. The, thi- the thing about uh, Six for me is like, obviously, when people were auditioning for it now, they know exactly what they're auditioning for because they yeah. have either seen the show or they've seen it on Instagram and listened to soundtrack, blah, blah, blah. But when I was auditioning for it, I had no idea of the songs the scripts because nothing was out all they'd done is these um kind of closed performances oh so you were even like like, pre-recording um I was pre the soundtrack yeah but the soundtrack came out while we were while I did it okay there you go Uh, so they recorded it before but then they released it by the time I was in it I'm pretty sure um what did you say what was the question um the audition process so oh the audition process oh yeah so um oh yeah as I was saying so I didn't really know anything about it but I took the job purely on the amount of fun that I had in the audition because that's all you could take it off really and all the only people I'd sung for were uh Cleves and Berlin yeah um and I'd sung my own song so I kind of we just had such a laugh and the first the first round was just a pop song and they kind of Toby and Joe Baton who's the musical director and the supervisor um they kind of worked with me a bit they gave me notes like oh can you like do it to the panel like look us in the eye um can you like as in like make it like because you the whole show you're connecting with the audience yeah they wanted that from the get-go in the auditions um and then in the recalls we kind of did a dance call again we didn't even do in the dance call now they do choreography from the show but the choreography hadn't even been made yet so we just did like a Beyonce number and then we did a Rihanna number which was more like intricate um because Carrie Ann the choreographer is incredible like all the intricate details of beats I saw her Um, do a workshop at BroadwayCon and I was like your brain really that's so cool amazing She is unbelievable, honestly. She is incredible. So we did like two different routines and then did it in groups of four. Um, and then we, yeah, we workshopped the opening scene. We did our songs again. And like in the recalls, they did the recalls in groups and then you spend the whole day with those people. And so you perform your songs in front of each other to like give that like audience vibe. And it was just yeah. such a good atmosphere. Um, yeah that's the audition really it was amazing so what was that moment like for you when you first went on what was that moment for you like when you first like went on for your first cover do you still remember like how you got the call and everything to say yep you're on tonight um no so basically I went on for the first time before we went to Edinburgh we did two venues Norwich and Cambridge and 
they basically said to me in Edinburgh we want you to debut as every single queen before you go to London before we go to London because London was after Edinburgh um so I was like okay great and then and then they said but we also want you to go on as one queen um in Cambridge just to get you used to the show because we don't want to go to Edinburgh it'd be really overwhelming and you have never done it before yeah so they gave me a Thursday matinee and a Thursday evening um it was actually the day before I graduated (laughs) and it was uh as Catherine of Aragon and they kind of they kind of gave me two because they were like we know that like the first time you do it you are going to probably be like a rabbit in headlights (laughs) um so we're like do the matinee then you've got like because I think with every every understudy in the whole of history the history of theatre once you do it for the first time the the first thing you want to do is do it again because you're like okay that happened that happened that happened because there's only so much you can learn as a cover until you do it and until the adrenaline's there and everyone else is around you yeah um so yeah they kind of said they were like we'll give you the matinee and then that'll give you a chance in the evening to like actually go on and see how it actually feels to be on. Um, but obviously both times I was literally like, Oh, <laughs> uh, but my parents came, it was amazing. And it was literally like the, one of the best days ever. And then like between shows, we all went on, um, you know, they've got like in Cambridge, they've got like kind of gondola things and yeah. we went on the boat and just, it was just such a good day. And then in Edinburgh, there was like, we were in Edinburgh for four weeks and then there was two weeks where it was like every other day or every other two days I'd make a debut as a different queen. Yeah, so then cool. by London, I'd uh, done everyone. Uh, yeah. And obviously, because um, at that point you were the only swing there as well, weren't you? Yeah. 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 Just me. Fun so <laughs> a lot of stuff <laughs> went wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's great now because like there's, there's so much more structure like everyone has a dress rehearsals every character and you know what I mean but then I like back then I I didn't even have a dress <laughs> so it, but it was kind of just kind of it is it's being an understudy is definitely kind of the thing where you learn on the job um so yeah I had an amazing time that's awesome so you've obviously worked with some amazing people on the show like um from Toby and Lucy Carrie Ann the other cast members what has that been like to work with those people and see not only yourself grow but them grow as like directors and choreographers and that type of thing kind of in front of you oh it's it is amazing I like gained such amazing friends in all of them especially Toby and Lucy um especially because like when we were on tour they would come with us a lot and like I because I was dance captain for uh when we were on tour as well for all like the teching and stuff I'd be in the audience with them and like hanging yeah. out with them and um it, it is hard when you're on your own because like you you don't have that on stage bonding time with the cast um so but obviously we all did bond very tightly because there was only seven of us <laughs> for six months um but yeah I'd be hanging out with the creatives a lot and it was just it was like you just kind of with especially with Toby and Lucy you kind of just always want to say to them like can you actually believe what's happening to you right now but like obviously they know but (laughs) I just feel from 
watching the show like blow up around us in Edinburgh I think Edinburgh was the time when it really really took off yeah um and everyone was so excited about it coming to London and like all the fan bases were building and it was the first time like all of us girls started being recognized in at the fringe and we were like oh my god this is actually happening um like watching it all blow up around around us um like seeing seeing it now and like seeing them on Broadway and seeing them in Australia I'm like I can't can't believe I I was part (laughs) of that with you do you know what I mean that's amazing Um, and also like Toby always says that he didn't even know what a swing was when he was auditioning for the six and the producers kind of said to him like okay so we are going to need to get someone who can cover all the roles and call a swing and he was like wow that that's so cool like how do we how do you do that um so yeah I'm so proud of them and like just yeah seeing them all get to do these incredible opportunities and travel the world with a show that they wrote at uni for a bit of fun like it's just so cool it's such a cool idea that that is like possible and to see where it is now is just astounding. Like I can't even imagine being in your spot, like seeing it grow to what it is. So that yeah. is amazing. What is your favorite moment or song in the show? Um, it depends who I was on for. If I was on for Aragon, I used to love doing No Way so much. Like the whole track is just amazing because you get to open the show, you like set the tone. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's the monologue at the beginning is so funny. Oh, I and love she's that just so has much. such witty. <laughs> huh? I love Aragon's monologue so much. It's, it's so just cool, like, and she has such witty, like sarcastic, um, sarcastic lines. So I used to love doing that. But in terms of like a general, no matter who I was on for, I used to love doing uh, the I Don't Need Your Love reprise when Pa comes in the middle and we all sing around her. Like we always used to just have so much fun. And then also we used to, oh, we used to have fun in six um, in that song. We used to, and they, whoa, whoa, when he in fries, it was just used to silly stuff <laughs> um so yeah I recognize it's the the bits where we're all singing together and like have like get to do a bit freestyling they're the bits I loved yeah who yeah. going off that who who was your favorite person like favorite queen to cover for arrogant yeah. <laughs> I think I think there was a very long time like really kind of really until I left that I was just like I can't pick one because like every single one of them there was something that like I loved about each one yeah do you know what I mean for different reasons like I love the acting moment on this and this track and I love this monologue and I love like performing this one and like yeah I love doing no way because it was so like um like active and crazy and you get to dance but then also there was something that I just loved doing about Seymour where you just get to stand and sing and the whole show just stops and the girls sit down and you just it's just you in the spotlight with the mic like there was something so amazing about that so Seymour was my favorite for a long time but then by the end of it I just I just loved Aragon so much (laughs) yeah so going what was your best experience you've had on stage like was there a show or something where you were just like whoa this is this is cool um my last show yeah Yeah, I don't think there'll ever be anything to compare to that night 
I, re- I remember seeing the Mega 6 come out and I was like sitting at home like bawling my eyes out. And I was like, oh my I God. I have a video that one day I will share it. I probably will share it maybe on my YouTube. But it's a video basically after the show. Obviously, you can see on the Mega 6, I am bawling my eyes out. Um, <laughs> we all came upstairs and our dresser, Ben, he's amazing. Um, he had poured us all a little plastic cup of Prosecco. And he and we all stood there and we we're all sweating and crying and like in our still in our costumes. And I'm basically try I don't even know, I think it's just the emotion and I was trying to do a speech. <laughs> it's basically all the girls around me. Millie's Millie literally is like bullying right now. May is crying and I'm just there holding this cup of prosecco, sweating still in my costume going. <laughs> and I've just had the best time with with and I literally can't even breathe like it was like I was having like an emotional panic attack because I was so like and I was I was crying before the show I was crying in the morning in the morning I had all the girls around for brunch and we watched um our first ever dress rehearsal ever and the show is so different to like the the show now is completely different in terms of like there's different scenes there's different costumes like it was just so different and we would just watch that and it was the whole day I was just so emotional and yeah I think that whole day and that show particularly there'll be like nothing that will ever compare to that that is so cool ah I love hearing those stories like especially of last shows because it's like some of us won't experience like that connection especially like I feel like because the cast in this show is so small as well like that Mm. connection's a lot stronger than the bigger 26 to 32 person cast so that's amazing so obviously the queendom's a big part of this show as well so the fans of the show what was your best fan experience oh I don't know um Something I realised from doing six is how unbelievably talented um, some like musical theatre fans are and how creative they are. Like some of the fan art that I received is like full on like portraits. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. like how how do you actually draw like that? It's <laughs> unbelievable. And it yeah, it was, it was things like fan art, especially like I'd always receive it and. I just look at it and be like, someone's actually taken time out of their day to draw my face. <laughs> that that just that whole thing still just blows my mind. It, I think it's just amazing. And um, obviously to them, like it, it's just like f- like a fun hobby. But to me, who literally can't even draw like a butterfly, I'm like, that is amazing. <laughs> um, I received some lovely, really thoughtful gifts, like amazing scrapbooks and of my time at the show um a couple of dolls which is amazing I think in terms of uh the queen like an experience with the queendom um our first ever sing-along was probably like all of us were crying we just spent the whole show (laughs) crying because we when we got told we were doing it we were like oh yeah this will be a laugh like we weren't (laughs) really we didn't realize how special it was going to be yeah, I, um, we... I was a part of the a sing-along for the Broadway Queens at BroadwayCon and <gasps> that was intense. Like having like 400 people in a room, like 
it was like, whoa, there's like, you don't realize how much passion is behind everyone's yeah. support of this show. And it was like, I was standing there and I was like, oh, and I was watching the girls like, this yeah. is insane. We like, were so, I had to take my in-ears out because I was like, this is too cool to like yeah. not listen to it properly. <laughs> and I was like, people actually know every single word. I, like, I reckon there's people out there that could do the dialogue in between as well if you gave them the chance. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, the only thing was with the sing-alongs, I was, for both of them, I was Kay Howard. And I think the hardest one to do at a sing-along is all you want to do because it's so, like, traumatic and emotional at the end. And you're like, oh, everyone's singing along. And you're 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 trying not to, like, smile at them, being yeah. like, bum lip and pull my hair. <laughs> I was like trying to like you know do my serious acting but then there's yeah. like 500 people singing it back um but yeah no it, there's the sing-along we all cried and we were all just so overwhelmed we kind of went off stage and we were like whoa we're like really <laughs> shook um Nat and Hearthstone Natalie just like all the bit all the bit of um can't break me can't break me yeah. like she just really struggled to get it out because she was crying so much because oh. it was it was such an amazing thing to watch her do that and we were just there like we all just wanted to cuddle her at the end <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the sing-along was amazing that pretty much wraps up six so if what's one thing about six and the queendom that you miss now being away from the show like obviously you're still kind of a part of it because like there's still i still see like stan accounts on instagram that are like still what was that like finding the first stan account like that was yeah um yeah i think it's cool i um there was a we did an interview where we had to say what if if our if in real life we were a queen, what would our queen be called? So I think like Amy's was like Queen Sparkle Sparkle Bling Bling because she always wears glitter and sparkles. And mine was Queen Tumbleweed. And then there was this like whole group called Queen Tumbleweed. And I was like, oh my god, this is literally just from me going queen tumbleweed and i called i called myself queen tumbleweed because sometimes i will literally say something that's meant to be funny and you'll literally hear the tumbleweed <laughs> go past and like because everyone's like grace that is not funny um and then yeah so i think yeah all this stuff sad stuff is amazing we yeah. yeah we loved it um but yeah in terms of something that i miss I can't lie, like practicality wise, I really miss the fact that it was a 75 minute show. <laughs> How cool is that? Like, well, it was also a bit annoying because it did make it go really fast. Um, but yeah, finishing at 9.15 was a bit of a dream. Um, in turn, I miss the girls a lot, like really miss them and like just the laughs we would have backstage and on stage, like it was just so fun. Um, oh gosh, I miss I miss connecting with an audience, like speaking to an audience. Yeah. Um, in and Juliet, the show that I'm in now, there's there is a lot of connection to the audience, but I think six, like you are lit. It's literally a pop concert, you know. Yeah, um, so I really, I really miss that. And like when when I had friends in, I'd 
be doing my song to them and like it was it was yeah it was really good fun um there's loads of stuff I missed but yeah I reckon they're they're the key pits so speaking of and Juliet what is the show about for those like me who haven't seen it (laughs) oh um basically it's a spin-off on Romeo and Juliet and it's basically um like six girl power female empowerment um and it's basically what would have happened if Juliet didn't kill herself over Romeo. So it's kind of like a play within a play. It starts with um, William Shakespeare and all his um, players, his actors. And we were there like, oh, I love you, Shakespeare. And then he um, introduces his new play and Juliet, um, Romeo and Juliet. And he explains the story. And then his wife is there as well, Anne Hathaway. And she kind of says, um, can I just can I just butt in, like, why does Juliet kill herself? Like, she's got her whole life ahead of her. She's only had one boyfriend. And all the players are like, oh, yeah, she's got a point. Um, and then they decide together to write and uh, Romeo and Juliet together. Um, and Juliet kind of, she decides to make choices for herself and decides not to kill herself over Romeo. She goes away. She escapes Verona and goes to Paris and meets all these cool people, like, very... Wizard of Oz vibes and yeah I think it's it's a big journey of self-discovery and self-love and uh, Shakespeare's players are like a big part of it and help tell the story along along the way and um and another big thing that when I'm explaining the show to people I always forget <laughs> to mention is that all the music is pop songs written by Max Martin who's yeah. a very famous pop song writer um so there's like hit me baby one more time uh raw by katie perry everybody backstreet boys can't stop the feeling justin timberlake and like you will literally watch the show and every single song that comes on you'll just be like i cannot believe that this man wrote this one and this one and this one like that's what i'm like i'm listening to the recording doing that i'm like listening to the recording and i'm like oh what like what? Uh, wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember seeing Beautiful, the Carol King musical, and thinking it then. I was watching it like, she wrote this one as well. Carol <laughs> King wrote this one. Like, it's amazing. Um. So I think it's a really great idea doing a jukebox of like a songwriter. You know. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that's and Juliet. What characters are you covering, or what's your role in the? In um, so I'm I play one of Shakespeare's, Shakespeare's players, Judith. So that I have a, my own ensemble track every night, and then I cover Juliet. First cover Juliet. I don't think I could take on any more covers because <laughs> it is one hell of a role. Um, it's yeah, kind of you know, title role of a musical. The whole thing is about her journey and her story. Um, so it's yeah, it's a big one. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Grace, that brings us to the end of this amazing oh, episode. That was so fun. Thank you for coming and hanging out with us. Um, it really means a lot. For those of you listening along at home, you can uh, fo- find Grace on YouTube now, as she did mention. Um, I'm sure there'll be more videos up soon. Uh, I believe you yes. also have a TikTok account as well. Do you not? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so me and my boyfriend just made a TikTok. Um, it's called Grosh Maker. <laughs> my mum made up the name because my name's Grace Moe, obviously, and his his is Josh Baker. So we're like, let's just merge our names. <laughs> um, but I, I thought it'd be a really good idea until all of the TikToks just turned into him pranking me. 
Uh, so I'm now on kind of prank plan revenge mission <laughs> to get to get a good prank TikTok back. Um, we will leave yeah, links TikTok's to. Very addictive. 100%. I fall down the rabbit hole every night. I'm like laying in bed and I'm yeah. like, oh my god, this has been an hour and a half of watching <laughs> the same dance with different people. <laughs> oh, they're so funny. So we will leave links to Grace's channels down below and you'll see it on our social medias as well. Um, But thank you so much for joining us, Grace. It really means a lot. Our first official queen on the podcast. It has happened, guys. I can't believe I'm the first one. (laughs) We had to tick it off with someone special. We did a live on Instagram last night and we were like, favourite queen. And everybody was like, Grace. Uh, Favourite swing. And everyone was like, Grace. And I was like, oh, I'm like so excited. (laughs) (laughs) What? But you didn't tell anyone? Oh, no. no. Oh, we just back. lost. That's no, good. There we go. Um, yeah, no. There was one person in the live that knew this was happening. And everybody else was like, Grace, Grace. And I'm sitting there like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to wait. <laughs> so, Aww. but there we go, guys. Thank you so much for joining in. As always, you guys can follow us on Instagram at OzQueendom and the Queendom podcast. And we will see you in the next episode. Thank you for having me. We two, one more minute. We're six. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.